Welcome to the Twisted Conservative Podcast. This is your host, Jason Vaughn, bringing you big ideas about small government, packaged in a thoughtful and passionate manner with a little thing called nuance, something missing in the world today. So if you want to dive in on topics of government, business, culture, then subscribe and let's roll. I want to talk on today's first episode about how to debate, how to talk to people, how to present yourself online and in public and in conversations, because a lot of people aren't really interested in winning an argument. They are interested in showing off. They want to be proven right. They're not interested in changing minds and hearts and building up an idea. Especially you'll see this on talking heads and radio programs and television because their idea is to get ratings, not to address people's real concerns or their hearts and minds. And politicians aren't interested in doing that either. They're interested in trying to talk to their base, not in growing that base. But if you're interested in changing minds, you really have to, first off, start with a little bit of empathy. Why do they believe what they believe? Most of us do not believe what we believe because we want to hurt someone. Let's take guns, for instance. If you start with someone that wants more gun control and you start claiming they are Hitler and they want to take away all the guns and they want everybody to die and serve under the government, that is not a great way to start a conversation. Just as it's not a great way when the left says you just want children to die in school shootings. So if you start by asking them, so what are you trying to get to? All right, well, I'm trying to get so that people are not dying in schools and they're not being shot and they're not being killed. Okay, well, let me ask you, why do you think we have the Second Amendment? And if they they may think it's for uh, for personal protection or for hunting, depending on what area of life they come from. They're, they may be in a part of the country where they're not used to ever seeing guns or or knowing people with guns. As whereas in here in Texas, we know almost everyone that has guns. A lot of wonderful people have guns, so they've only seen what they they know of in the movies. Once you've started to find out what exactly they want, then you can start to try to find real answers and real uh, discussion points to talk to them about. You can talk about the history of the Second Amendment and countries that have not uh, have done away with gun rights. And you can really dive in deep, but not in a judgmental way by saying, just making sure you say, do you understand this? This is a part of history. You're not speaking down to you. I'm speaking as a as an equal, as a friend, as a fellow American to you. I want to understand where you're coming from, and I hope you also want to understand where I'm coming from. Do not expect people to understand where you're coming from until you're willing to take the time to listen to them and understand their point of view. Also, if you really want this to happen, usually mockery is not a great way to start. 
for instance, the Parkland shooting survivors, these kids uh, that are out there now, you know, the first thing that you saw the couple of days after they started getting notoriety was, well, they're not really, uh, they're not really survivors. And everybody started spreading this around and nobody was paying any attention to the, whether it was truth or not. It was like this, this fits the this fits what I want to believe, so I'm going to to spread this, and I'm not going to really care if it's uh, truth or not. And so we we looked like absolute fools by saying, well, oh, these kids aren't really there, or they're being trained, and they're being taught by parents. They're just plants. So be careful when you're spreading stories. Make sure it's not false information. So you've started by asking questions. You've made sure you're not sharing false stories. Also make sure that what you're attacking is an idea, not a person. And this is probably the hardest part. Again, going back to Parkland, I've seen people talking about these kids that are out there and they're making fun of their dress or making fun of the way they talk. For instance, the the young man that's got his fist up in the air, David Hogg, I believe his name is, and he's got his fist up in the air and he's wearing a black armband. They're like, oh, he's a Nazi, obviously. That's uh, a picture. He's wearing an armband that's a symbol of the Nazis and he's got his fist up in the hair like Heil Hitler. Well, holding fist up in the hair, fist bumping, is a is you can go back and find that throughout history. That's not a Nazi thing. He doesn't have his hands straight. And he's not obviously high, uh, he's not saluting Hitler. And an armband has long been a symbol of mourning. I am a nerd. Here is a great example. You go back and look at the death of Superman, 1993. Everybody, all the superheroes have an armband on uh, with the Superman symbol on it. It is a, a black armband. is not a Nazi symbol. It's a symbol of mourning. Or we go to the uh, woman, young woman. I don't actually know her name. She's in a green jacket, and uh, she's got the shaved head. And everybody's like, oh, obviously she is um, supporting Cuba, and she is supporting Cuba's, Cuban communism. She's got a Cuban... Uh, sleep. She's got a Cuban patch on her arm. Well, again, she is actually from Cuba. That's a good reason she would have a Cuban patch on it. She has got some pride in her heritage. Now, apparently she does not understand that part of the reason that Castro was so bad and was able to become such a dictator was because he started by taking away everyone's guns. But you're not going to get that around to her by mocking and laughing at her. That are, or, and other people that are watching you, or you're not going to change their minds either. I'm not against humor, but again, is this about humor or is this about changing people's minds? You've got to know what your goal is. I've had a lot of passionate and deep disagreements with people. I was just on the platform committee for our Williamson County Republican Party, which is where we put together different resolutions. There was one resolution that was uh, about an obscenity plank that I was very much against putting in there because they wanted to do what they said was removing an exemption for teachers. And unfortunately, the way it was written, it did not remove what they called an exemption. It was actually an affirmative defense, and there were several problems with this in my mind. Now, I kept bringing this up and kept losing the argument. This was actually brought up three times. There were seven people on it, on the committee, and I lost five to two every time. Now, finally, I kept researching, I kept looking up information, and found out that this 
the, the law this was based on had actually been found partial, to be partially unconstitutional by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals already, uh, which is a very conservative court. So uh, I brought that to the committee, even though even then I lost that vote once again. But then on the floor, I, I wrote up a minority report and was finally able, very close vote, to remove it. But the point is, I had, after it was done, the woman that had passionately wrote, authored this, uh, authored this amendment, had been fighting for it for a long time, came up to me today, and she said, you know, I'd really love to grab lunch with you, talk to you, maybe we can find some other solutions, and I would love to be able to do that for her. And actually, I, that's what I think the goal should be when we have arguments, that at the end of the day, she can know, you know what, this was never against her. This was against the idea, and if we want to work together to find better solutions that don't involve threatening jail or uh, putting te- threatening, trying to worry teachers, I am all about it. We have sim- other similar goals that I can work with her on, even if we continue to disagree on this one. But finding those points of agreement and doing them with respect is a very it is is so important to learning how to debate and learning how to win arguments and to grow a movement hope you'll consider that you're not going to be perfect at it i'm certainly not perfect at it i'm sure you can easily go back through my personal facebook page and find jokes i've made about people or different things where uh, i'm also trying to change hearts and minds again there are places for jokes but know who you're talking about. You know, typically don't joke about someone because they are young, because they are, because of their race, because of their uh, gender, because of their sexuality. Don't bring any of those things into it. Try to focus on the idea, and there, even in ideas, you can find a place for humor and mockery, and they can be a tool to use. But use them sparingly. It is better to find places of agreement, better to find uh, intellectual ideas to disagree on, and not try to build the biggest building in town because you've knocked all the other ones down. I hope this made a lot of sense to you. I hope this will encourage you in your debates, and we'll go into some specific topics on debates and specific ideas tomorrow. Until then, this is Jason Vaughn, The Twisted Conservative.